There are a ton of different consignment sites. Just to name a few, there's Poshmark, Macari, Vestiaire Collective, a lot of different options with a whole range of different commissions. For example, Poshmark takes 20% commissions. Macari is the least commissions, usually around 10%, kind of depends on how much the item is. Fashion File was actually recently acquired by Neiman Marcus, which was a very interesting thing for Neiman Marcus to do. One of the best places to resell your luxury goods is finding a really good Facebook page. Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all, welcome back to the Luxury Investment Podcast. I am your host, Carter. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. Today's episode is gonna be a good one because it is the best ways to resale your luxury items. I get this question all of the time. Hey, I really want to resell blank, but it's not working on this site. Do you have another suggestion or what's the best way to resell? Should I trust consigners, et cetera, et cetera. So we are going to get into all of the tea today, all of my tips and tricks and all of the options available to you. Let's get into it. This is episode 10. Here we go. Okay. So first, like I said, let's get into all of the different categories available to resell your luxury items. There are are quite a few, and I think there's several that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of or don't know exist, and there's a lot of difference between them, especially when it comes to how much you can make and how much commission is taken out of your total sale. So first, we have consignment stores. That is the most traditional way to resell your luxury items, is you have a consignment store in your local area, you go to that brick and mortar, that building, and you say, hey, I have the Chanel bag, how much is it to consign it at your store? And then they usually take around 50%. And that is because it is the most expensive way to resell anything is to have that much overhead. Overhead means that they have a building, they have employees, they have a shop to run, maintenance, lights, all the different things that come with running a brick and mortar business are much more expensive than running an online business, for example. So they're pretty much always going to be more expensive commission-wise because of that fact. Now you want to take into consideration a few different things. One, the area, right? Do they have a ton of foot traffic where they are? And they're going to sell it for you just like that. And it's going to be a breeze. You don't have to think about it. There's no headache involved whatsoever. And maybe they even give you a little bit extra to shop in their store. So if you see something that you like, it's almost a bit of a trade because that item you want, you don't have to put any more money towards. It's almost just like you're trading the item that you've consigned, which is a really good option if that is what you're looking for. But if you're looking for the most money, the most money in your pocket for your luxury asset, a consignment store is usually never your best option as far as realized gains on that luxury asset. But like I said, in certain circumstances, it can be really beneficial if you're looking maybe to shop more than you are really looking to get the most value out of that item, which leads us to the next category, which is consignment sites. There are a ton of different consignment sites. Just to name a few, there's Poshmark, McCall, Kari, Vestiaire Collective, a lot of different options with a whole range of different commissions. For example, Poshmark takes 20% commissions. Macari is the least commissions, usually around 10%, kind of depends on how much the item is. Vestiaire Collective is around 10 to 25%. Another one is Fashion File. Fashion File was actually recently acquired by Neiman Marcus, which was a very interesting thing for Neiman Marcus to do. It's really the first time we've ever seen in this whole industry 
a large department store even recognize the resale market. So very, very interesting for them to purchase Fashion File. And actually what they've done is they've created a buyout process through within Fashion File through Neiman Marcus. So you can actually click the buyout option and they will just upfront you cash towards that item, right? Now that option is usually a higher commission rate, but a really interesting thing that they've just added is they will also give you a Neiman Marcus gift card and add 10% more to your overall buyout total than they would if you were just getting cash, which is, again, really interesting, very exciting if you are more into trading your items for new items than you are actually just getting the straight cash out of them. And of course, if you want to trade just straight on the Fashion File website, they will also give you that extra 10%. So lots of different options there on the commission sites. The thing about the commission sites, though, is you are going to get way more out of that item if it sells on the site but you have to market it, right? If you went to a consignment store, they're doing all of the legwork for you. They're doing all of the posting, all of the marketing, all of the negotiating, all of the back and forth, all of the sellers that reached out that want to buy it and then ghost you later, right? They're dealing with all of that headache for you. So it does make sense that they are using a higher commission for that service. But that being said, it leads us to our next category, which is something that really started during the pandemic more than anything else. And that is the introduction of consignment consignment Instagrams. Consignment social media is very much in its infancy as an industry, which has been very interesting to see because it's very much disrupting the industry, right? What that means is it's taking a traditional industry that has worked a certain way for a long time and using a benefit that hasn't been available to past industry to its advantage. And that makes sense because, of course, on social media, you have access to a lot more people than a brick and mortar, and you have a lot less overhead than a brick and mortar. You don't have to pay for the lights. You don't have to pay the employees and the foot traffic location and all the other things that have been traditionally associated with consignment. All of a sudden, all of that overhead has been cut down exponentially. And now you have access to even more people with less overhead. And that makes for way lower commission percentages. Now, you do want to be very, very careful because you're not going in store and meeting someone face to face. You do very much want to do your homework and vet the Instagram that you are interested in because there are definitely scams out there. People can buy followers and write reviews and look very legit, and then all of a sudden they are not. You definitely do not want to be sending your items to anybody that you have not vetted thoroughly. I would highly suggest going into the tagged folder of an Instagram consignment shop that you want to work with. Go into those tagged folders, go to those people, slide into their DMs and say, hey, I saw that you DM'd this person. What do you think about them? Did you have a nice experience? follow them for a while, look at how they sell things, right? Do they sell them on their website? Do they sell them via brick and mortar, right? In a smaller town, but most of their sales are online now. Do they do live sales on Instagram? We'll kind of go into all the different categories. Most of the time though, you're looking at around 10 to 30, 35%, uh, depending on how big the store is and how much overhead they have, really. If you're working with someone that is just an individual, usually they can offer lower commissions. And a lot of times that person is very, very well known for Chanel. They might have a lower commission because Chanel is typically much more expensive. So that commission percentage is still a good amount for them to operate on, right? I've definitely seen places that have 35% and are awesome and are great to work with. And their payout is maybe a month long. And then I've seen people with 10 to 15% commission that literally pay out like the day after something sells. So 
you do kind of want to pick your poison. There's lots of different options and people across the board. I've suggested several on my Instagram that either I've worked with personally or they're a shop that I've bought from before. Typically, I don't consign my items with somebody else because I do do closet sales on my Instagram and Instagram Live and Stories, so I don't really need to. But I have bought from quite a few people that do specifically almost only do consigned items. And uh, there's lots of different shops that are great. If you have something specifically, definitely pop over to my Instagram and you can ask me, DM me what you know what it is and I can give you the best person that I would recommend for that item. But that kind of gives you a good solid overview of how that industry works and the percentages that you should really expect when you go to inquire how someone's consignment process works. And you definitely want to make sure you're doing your homework and getting that suggestion from a very trusted source. Our next category is what I'm calling the non-traditional sites. And that consists of places like Etsy, eBay, Amazon. Now you can sell luxury items on those places. Etsy, I mean, technically not really. Etsy, you are supposed to sell something that you have doctored in some way. It is something that you've made. It is like a handmade shop place. I have seen many people sell things like vintage Chanel blazers there, but usually they get taken down. You can kind of get lucky and find someone that's posted there, but their terms and conditions are like very specific. And sometimes those stores do get taken down regularly. eBay and Amazon, however, don't have any rules against reselling your luxury items. eBay is 12% commission, and then they do charge you per sale. And Amazon is also around 12%. It's like 10 to 12%. Um, Amazon, I have less experience with. I've never bought any luxury items on Amazon, but I do know other shops who do and have been very successful with it. Uh, so I think that's a really interesting sort of new blossoming industry. Amazon has put a lot of marketing budget into their Amazon on fashion category. They've sponsored a lot of influencers and they're really pushing a lot more of the clothes sales through Amazon, especially on TikTok. So I think it's definitely a place to get involved in maybe now rather than later because it might be kind of more of a budding industry that you will get the most commission on if you're sort of first on market, right? And you market yourself as an established Amazon seller. Now that might be really hard to do if you are just a regular individual and you're just wanting to sell like a couple bags every once in a while. I think Amazon is maybe be more set up for the traditional store that is like a consignment store that does very well on Instagram. And so they're also selling on Amazon, something like that. If you're a regular individual, you might actually do better on my next category, which is Facebook marketplace. Facebook pages in the luxury industry are thriving. Let me tell you, that is one of the best places to resell your luxury goods is finding a really good Facebook page. There are a ton of highly monitored, very, very well-known Facebook pages that only buy and sell different luxury items. And it's basically just a lot of differently luxury lovers that follow a page. And whenever they're ready to sell something, they post it. And whenever they're ready to buy something, they look through the page to buy it, right? And this is great for several reasons. First being, there are no commissions on Facebook Marketplace. Woo! As of now, maybe they change it. We don't know. Facebook's all over the place. But as of now, there is no commissions on Facebook Marketplace. But also, if you're just selling something on a page, usually you don't even really need to use the actual Marketplace. It's simply just a post that you post to a page. 
And because it is your Facebook and you are posting it to a page, it is very, very easy to vet people and make sure they're trustworthy, right? You can look at their profile. You can look at their friends. You can look at the friends that also follow that page. You can even DM their friends and just make sure that that person is someone that is trustworthy, right? There's lots of different ways that kind of line themselves out to make it a very safe space to sell and buy things because it is harder to get scammed on Facebook pages than it is maybe on like a Poshmark, for example, because you can hide behind the screen and you can make really, you know, great pictures. Now, Poshmark does have a lot of safety features in place, so scams don't happen. But I'm just saying in general, right, it is a lot harder to hide on Facebook than it is on other sites. So it can be a really great option. If you're looking for hard cash and get the most money out of that investment item, I think Facebook Marketplace is a really, really good option, but not the best. And I'll tell you what the best is. (laughs) That's our next category, which is consignment through live sales. Now, live sales have been around forever, especially in the wholesale market with things like auction houses, but it has taken off in the U.S. in the last three years exponentially. It is actually crazy how much live sales have taken off. I don't think anybody was ever expecting it to be as big as fast as it is in the Western Hemisphere. I think it has a lot to do with just so many more people are on social media now because of the last two years. People were stuck indoors. They couldn't shop in person anymore. And you could really only shop online. And then you started shopping online via a live sale and you could see brand new items and fall in love with a particular person that was doing a live sale and create a bit of a community and everybody could talk together. And it really is a lot of fun. Now I do live sales on Instagram. So it's interesting because I've kind of jumped into this industry without even meaning to. Like I've said before, I am a blogger first and foremost. I'm never going to be a resale shop, but because I do so many unboxings, I traditionally do an unboxing every single day on my stories and on my YouTube that I was just getting a lot of stuff. So I started kind of doing one in one out closet sales and it was just so much easier to do them on lives than to do it on stories because the amount of back and forth on stories is like insanely time consuming compared to a live. It is one set you know, three hours, everybody buys the items, everybody gets the invoices, and it is so streamlined for both parties. And you don't have to try to fight to try to get an item right on stories and you didn't see it until three hours later. And so it just makes a lot of sense, right? Well, if you can find a consigner that does live sales, because it is so much faster for them to do a live sale on things that they have maybe taken in in consignment over the last week than it is for somebody to post it on their stories or take the commission and post it to other sites for you and try to sell it to like through a lot of different avenues. You have a live sale on a Tuesday and you send that commissioned item in maybe a week before. You know it's going to be going up for sale on Tuesday and then it is a lot easier to just make that turnaround process much faster. And they have the lowest overhead in general and they're able to charge less commission because of it. Now, again, like I said before, you want to vet your people. You want to make sure this is somebody that you've watched their live sales and you're not just randomly sending it to somebody that you have never watched before or you don't know how their process works. Almost everybody that does live sales will have a bit of a community, right? So it's very easy to vet these people. You can go to their tagged, you can go to their follows, you can watch a live sale and somebody that's maybe bought something on that live sale, just respectively, kindly slide into their DMs and ask for 
for their opinion. Hey, I see that you've shopped here. Do you enjoy it? I'm looking to maybe consign that item. There's so many ways that you can make sure you are doing your due diligence and vetting that person first. And I think it is one of the best ways to resell your items. If you're having a lot of struggle selling it traditionally on one of those sites and doing all the marketing and everything for yourself, because it's the lowest commission with the highest turnaround rate. And most of the time things sell pretty quickly on a live sale if that consigner is good at their job. So I highly recommend that as being one of the best options. And I know I'm going to get this question a lot, so I might as well address it now. I don't typically take commissions. I have in the past. It is quite a lot of work. And because I am a blogger first, right, a ton of work goes in just to like my blogging side on the back end. And I've started a YouTube channel and all these new things uh, since coming full time that I want to do. And doing consignment really puts me more into a category of running that like a full on full time business. And I really want it to just be kind of a fun morale thing that I do with my followers for my own closet sales. I host people all the time. So you can also get great deals on items that I would never have through those shops that also consign items. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. But like I said, if you have a specific item, do send it to me and I will absolutely tell you who I think is the best consigner for that item. I am currently Carter on Instagram if you don't follow me there. Now, lastly, let's talk about some tips and tricks I have for you. First, let's go into pricing. Pricing is probably the most important thing when you're trying to sell something, right? And get the most out of it. But what I will say is you do you want to make sure you're always being realistic based on what an item is actually selling for and not what you want to sell it for because you think it's a better investment than maybe it is or the market isn't the most ideal for you to be selling that item. So I will say the more desperate you are to sell the item, typically you are always going to get the least amount back into your pocket because you're not waiting for the best buyer for that particular item, right? Now, this can be different if you are using a consigner, right? Because the consigner is just gonna say, I take 15%, this is what I think it's worth. And if you're okay with that, then great. But if you're gonna try to do it yourself, I will say you need to be checking comps. You need to be Googling that item and you need to be looking at every single one of those on the market. And you need to be going to the sale tab. If it's an option on the website, the real real I think has that option. A couple other sites have that option. Maybe Fashion File, maybe Trade will too, I'm trying to remember. But basically, if it has a sold filter option, that is your best friend. I know for sure the real real does. Go to sold, type in the item that you are selling and look what it's sold for. Also, I want you to take in consideration that a lot of the times it's not having the date on that item, right? Which can go two ways. It could be that that item has gone up in store a ton in the last three years and the price that it sold at was three years ago, so it's way lower than normal. You just wanna take that into consideration. Also, on the other hand, if something is sold really, really high, is it because it was in the height, the peak of that item's longevity? And at its peak, it was impossible to find and now they've already restocked it in stores. So it sold for a lot more than maybe it is actually worth now because other people can find it in stores now, right? Those are the kind of things you just wanna take into consideration. Most of the time, I'm looking at prices of what other people are pricing them at, what they've sold for, and then I mark mine at a really competitive price. 
it also obviously matters for the condition is huge. You want to make sure that you are considering the condition when you are looking at those comp prices, right? Is the comp price you're looking at brand new in box full set, has all of the paperwork, all of the tissue paper, all of the receipts, everything, and yours is, you know, very well loved and used and has absolutely no packaging because that is absolutely going to make a difference in price, right? So you just want to be well-versed in that information when you go to sell something. You want to make sure that you are not expecting too much out of an item that has a lot of wear on it, for example. Now, you also want to consider the fact that your buyer is out there. It is absolutely possible for you to get the most, the best, the most premium pricing out of your item. But here's the deal. You have to wait for them and you have to get in front of them. If your most ideal buyer is someone that can drop, you know, 20K on a Birkin, you need to make sure you're going to the place where those people are, right? Now, most of the time, those people are only buying from very trusted sources via like an Instagram live, for example. But regardless, it is possible. You just need to wait for them to see your item. So you can get the most out of it, but you just might sit on that item for a little while until they find you, or you put a little bit more time and effort and research into finding out exactly where where you need to be going so those people are seeing your item, right? So it's definitely possible. Don't get discouraged. If you have something sitting for a while, I would change it up. I would take it off the site that it is. I would make a brand new listing, relist it so it's fresh and it comes up on the algorithms page as being something brand new. I would go to maybe a different consigner and ask what their rate is. Get as much information from a lot of different consigners as possible and figure out which one is going to be the best for you. If something hasn't sold with a consigner for a while, just ask for it back, right? Say, hey, thank you so much for trying. I'm gonna go ahead and maybe try to sell it elsewhere. They'll send it back to you, right? You obviously want to make sure that that's within the rules before you send them the item in the first place. And I probably wouldn't do that too fast, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying you want to go through a lot of different people, understand the market that you're in, get the competitive pricing, and then choose accordingly. Because the person that's going to get the best price at the end of the day is the one that did the most research almost every time when it comes to reselling any of your items. Now, I will say one more tip and trick it's because I spoke about Hermes earlier. I would absolutely never, ever, ever, ever say that to anyone in Hermes because you will no longer get offered your Birkin. <laughs> if that is the case, they are extremely sensitive to a resellers or even getting the slightest hint that maybe you would resell. So that's just kind of a a blogger tip for you, right? If you do like, you know, buy and resell a lot of your items, which is absolutely amazing. If you do that, it is an awesome, sustainable way to shop and a really cool way to develop luxury assets, right? Develop your closet into a portfolio. But I would just tell you, maybe don't say that to your essays because, um, you know, box stores want you to buy the new and shiny things. They don't want you to resell. They don't want you to be sustainable. So that might not be the best move there. <laughs> That's my last tip for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're new around here, pretty please like and subscribe on this YouTube channel or rate this podcast. If you don't know and you're audio listening right now, I do upload all of these episodes with visuals to my YouTube channel. So if you're visually inclined, you can always watch there as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. And I will see you in my next episode. Bye. With a whole range of different... Can I not make that weird sound with my mouth? Oh my God. <sighs> No, stop. Absolutely not. <laughs> really, really, really interesting because really what, can I say really one more time? Really, 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 re no, no, no more reallys. Oh my God, focus. <laughs> Commission.
Percentages. Commission percentages. Commission percentages. Commission percentages. Bloopers! Getting all the bloopers in in the first two minutes. Love that for us. 